Previously on Wove Inspiration. Quote, First Thessalonians 5.18, and everything give thanks, Amen. for this is the will of God. Even, you know, when we're having bad days, we're frustrated, even in those moments, we give thanks. This is Wove Inspiration. Here to inspire, encourage, and uplift. Thank you for tuning in to Wove Inspirations. I am your host, Althea Richardson, and today's special guest is Miss Lovey Scott. Lovey is a 32-year-old who, while hiking at the age of 12, fell off a cliff, which left her suffering with a lifetime of chronic sciatic back pain, a herniated disc, and crooked hips. However, she has taken what could have been a tragedy and turned it into a testimony. A writer of poetry, Lovey's floetry gospel rap is the combination of lyrics addressing issues both personally and in the world and beautiful beats which were produced by Demetrius Blaze Bertrand. She is about teaching and not twerking, educating and not entertaining. She wants to inspire people who suffer with different illnesses to pursue their dreams. And she is a person who literally makes no excuses because of a disability that is beyond her control. It is my pleasure to introduce to the listening audience, Miss Lovey Scott. How are you doing this evening? Oh, I can't complain, love. You know, another day, another way, you know, and hey, I'm just here on a mission, Amen. <laughs> Amen. And, and, you know, trying to get it right. <laughs> okay. So tell me a little bit uh, more about yourself. I had uh, read your background and it says at the age of 12, you had, you had fell off a cliff. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Okay. Yes. Yeah. So we are now approaching, oh, this has to have been in 90, Oh, this was in 97. May of 97 is when this happened. It was a sixth grade camping trip for uh, pre-summer time. And we were hiking uphill, actually. And um, I remember I had, on, I had on a black shirt. I had on some purple sweatpants. But I don't believe the shoes I had on. I had on some old school Adidas. So... Um, I don't think the traction was right, so that ends up causing the slip, and I end up severe life. Um, one of my classmates, they were in the front of me, um, you know, trying to pull me up, but um, that didn't work out. So it was either one of us were gonna fall, or both of us were gonna fall. So my oh, wow. Pulling me down. So my fall was roughly about a hundred feet when I oh, fell. Wow. And when I landed, the only thing that separated me from landing in the creek was a dead yucca plant bush to kind of stop the fall from having any momentum of going straight down. So um, when I landed, all the impact was on my back, basically. So um, Definitely, uh, God had a hand in that because I had to be airlifted out the canyon 
um, then transported to an ambulance, then end up going to a hospital. But what's really crazy is how ever the positioning of the yucca plant was, it prevented me from having any any further injuries. I didn't have anything broken. I was bruised very badly, but I didn't have anything broken. Whoa, so, that's a Yes, ma'am. Um, so, but what's interesting about that, I did, I, the childhood injuries, I'm suffering with them now as time occurred, you know, ugh. I started developing really bad back pains that in my earlier 20s, didn't really have an explanation for it. And then one day I woke up and tried to get up and I could not get up, like no matter what I tried to do. And a boyfriend I was with at the time had to help me literally and sit me on the toilet. Like it, it just hurted to walk and hurt to do anything. So how I found out about the sciatica, I, I checked into um, emergency and they did a couple of physical tests and they asked me, you know, they were like, you know, have you ever experienced, you know, a bad fall or, you know, were you in a car accident? And then what triggered in my mind was the fall from the hike. Right. And then they told me, they were like, well, you know what? You have sciatica. And it took me a while to even understand what sciatica was, what I'm dealing with, how to deal with it. And I'm still learning every day. But I do know sciatica is something that does not go away. There is no inevitable cure for sciatica. So um, I'm consistently in pain all the time. But make that as an excuse on me stopping on what I'm doing. You know, I have my really, really bad days where, I don't know, it's just a throw in the towel for me. And, you know, my body, when it needs to rest, it lets me know, like, hey, you're doing way too much. I don't know what you think this is, but you better sit your butt down. Because when I have a full-blown sciatic attack, um, it takes me six to eight weeks to do a full recovery. And my body complete spasm and my body tilts to the right, like including like my hips, which is why my hips are crooked. Because every time I have this spasm and my body curves to the right and then it unspasms itself, my body doesn't go all the way straight. It ends up becoming a little bit more crooked than what it was. So, okay. um, yes, ma'am. So, that's to where I end up. <laughs> I laugh about it, but you know, it's many days where it's many tears because yeah. you know, it's only so much that I can do and it's only so much that the doctors are going to be able to do. So yeah. you know, I just I cry my tears and I gotta, you know, keep going because can't nobody do me but me. Right. And I, you know, I, I find strength within that struggle at the same time. Amen. So the um, the poetry that you write, was that kind of like something that you used to get through those hard days that you have? Um, the poetry actually from way before the fall. I, okay. I would have to say that came even as going as early as kindergarten, first grade. Uh, my grandmother was a very heavy influence in my life and you know she always kept me busy and you know involved in the arts I you know 
did poetry or started developing writing poetry, then I was the only person that seemed like they were really interested in, you know, doing other things that had to do with the arts. I started playing violin in the third grade. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my, my grandmother knew it was just, it was something in me um, that she knew later on would evolve into something that I could use to not only, you know, do something for myself, but also, you know, help other people that's around me. Um, but poetry does help me, and my um, music helps me cope with the things that I do have to deal with. Most of the times I've written a lot of poetry and in, in songs, particularly, it's in a mode where I'm hurting mm-hmm. physically, emotionally, and, you know, only God knows the tears that you cry. Even if everybody can maybe relate to how you're feeling, but they're not up with you that 24-7. God hears you that 24-7 when you're crying at 4, 5 o'clock in the morning, you know, trying to figure out on how do I even get out of bed, you know? Like, that's the only one that knows and hears the cries and and knows what to do and and how to comfort, you know, because... Looking in front, looking at the aspect and trying to get healing from other people does not necessarily work out that way because people right. can be more of a human and more detrimental for your health than you, you know, just doing own soul searching and seeking and, you know, going on a path to, you know, your healing process. Okay. Okay. So how did you get started and with your, with now you're, you're, you're a poet. How did you start with the Floretry Gospel Rap? Okay, so a little background story about this. I don't have to do a shout out to Miss Sabrina Williams and have to give her much love, definitely, on how we are even um, connected, yes, you know. But yes, yes. I had, um, I was a duet once upon a time. Um, it was with a person who I kind of considered a sister, more, you know, like a guy sister, but, you know, I felt like she was more of my blood than anything else. So, um, started a group and I, I mean, I, I still do poetry or what have you, cause I feel like I started it, but, um, it's good to openly express and true statements and we're, we're, we were motivational leaders encouraging youth and community to make better decisions in life and doing it through spoken word okay. and poetry, um, how we end up getting into rap because at first we just wanted to stick with solely poetry, but uh-huh. we had a guy friends that were a part of this group and they were not only poets, but they were lyrical artists too. And so they were just like, and this was probably about, this is eight plus years ago now <laughs> when this happened. He's, you know, they're like, well, since you're doing poetry, why don't you just go ahead and rap? Because you guys got what it takes. So, you know, we're like, I want to, but then just one day, you know, I told, I told my, the other person, I said, you know, I said, why don't we try it and see? This is where we didn't know anything about people make beats and all of this other kind of stuff, finding YouTube and beats here, beats there, and, you know, just start writing it out and then, you know, start trying to put that into practice but the messages that we had was something totally different than what you're going to hear on your everyday station. So, you know, we kind of 
we had, you know, something going and then it, it evolved into, you know, other things, you know, getting more involved in community activities, getting more involved with the youth, going on school tours and performing like it just started, it didn't take off immediately, but once all the pieces, you know, God needs you to have mm-hmm. to make sure you take a proper lift off, you know, when we did start taking off, it was kind of like, okay, this is going places that I couldn't even imagine, you know, <laughs> so, um, and I'm still here today, like, I haven't did park tours in about three years, so I'm really excited because i you know, I definitely miss doing this. It's always a good time, you know, interacting with interacting with the children and, you know, for them to get to know who you are. Because these kids, they think that you're famous. Like, when I was doing park tours and school tours last time, I was actually battling homelessness. I was in a shelter when I was doing school tours last. So wow, okay. A lot of kids that used to come to me, oh, my gosh, are you famous or what have you? And I would just be like, no, you know, this is something I to do. And this is something that I could use to motivate children and even adults. That's why I say my music is for everybody, yeah. especially when it touches on the more complex issues. Not necessarily kids understand about all the complex issues of today, but an adult mm-hmm. does. So, yeah, that's kind of where we end up starting at. And now I'm a solo artist now, and... I am, you know, going through artist development. I have to do a shout out to Atlantic Unsigned Division. Um, they heard my music stands tall and um, want to, you know, consider me and their well being a part of their um, artist development program. And one of their That's top awesome. producers sent me an instrumental, where I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I about to do with this instrumental? So I just completed yesterday, and the song is called God's Watching. That is awesome. So what is keeping you motivated now? You, cause you got, I mean, you dealing with back pain. I can't even deal with if I get my foot, you know, kind of like, um, crack, you know, just like starts cramping up on me and I'm like freaking out. And so with you having to deal with your back issues and everything, what is keeping you motivated to do what you're doing? Um, I would have to say, I would say situations and circumstances probably more than anything. Um, my mom's a disabled, uh, my pops is a disabled, um, I have a 16 year old brother and we might think, um, depending on what the oncologist ends up saying, or I'm sorry, whatever his specialist doctor ends up saying, my brother chance of he might have the lupus trait because my mom has it and it's something that came back in his blood work that you know that wasn't normal so um I I think about all of that and then even my own circumstances because um I've got an interest in heart condition where I don't have the diagnosis for it just yet which I'm trying to follow up on Mm -hmm. and then I found out I have um Basically, I, I, I suffered with ovarian cysts since I was like 16 years old and all through different type of stuff. Um, but I now found out I have a cyst basically almost the same size of my ovaries. Um, it's about a, uh, like a 6.4 or, or, or something like that centimeter. 
and now they're discussing, okay, uh, well, we're going to see what happens, but it's a hemorrhagic cyst, and hemorrhagic cysts are more complex, mm-hmm. and they don't go like your regular, you know, monthly cysts. They, they don't go away like that. Nine times out of 10 or eight times out of 10, I might be having the surgical removal, not only of the cyst, but probably maybe the ovary itself if they cannot salvage just taking the cyst off. So um, I saw all of these things that I'm, I'm fighting with and just like, I, I think about everything and then I think about somebody got it worse than what I do. And even though that's crazy to think about when your family is possibly in jeopardy of, of different type of things. My mom has rheumatoid arthritis, uh, fibroids, the list goes on and, and not including the lupus. My pops is an oxygen patient. He's 74 years old and he has a 62% usage in one of his lungs. His other lung is completely so he's on oxygen 24-7. So for me, just to keep going, um, and then I can't work a regular nine to five job. I've been considered a liability because of what my condition is. So all of that, it gets to me, it depresses me, but then at the same time, it turns into this motivation like, okay, this is what society telling you that you can't do, but what is in the Holy Spirit telling you what can you do? And then you need an analysis on what can and can you not do, you know? And I feel like, yes, we suffer, but Jesus had to suffer of, uh, he was the biggest sufferer of them all. So I my best, even though I hurt, I cry or what have you, what have you. I try to remind myself, Jesus had to die for what for what I'm going through. Yes. So, you know, when you got an unconditional love like that, you can't really beat yourself up too much because somebody else had to make a bigger sacrifice for you for even you to be here doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So, Amen. So it's not easy. And then I know I'm, you know, I know I'm young. A lot of people, you know, kind of think I don't really know what I'm talking about. But I tell people, like, I was raised by my grandparents for the most part. And I have an older spirit. And so does my 16-year-old brother. Mm -hmm. So when we open up our lips, people kind of like, okay, she acts like she done been around here a few times. You know, when to pay attention especially after you done been through the foolishness in your life because you don't gain wisdom just by not doing nothing you at one point you have to have been a fool too at one point because you got you got to decipher what's for what's a righteous choice versus i'm just on some dumb stuff like what am i doing so i think after i learned my lesson i was a real promiscuous girl like i thought I thought keeping men was just meaning, okay, you, you got to have sex. Like, that's what I thought. And I, mm-hmm. I, out of all these years, I can see here and I can say that now because I want to talk to that teenager that was me at one point where I was doing, like, thank God, I, everything that I was able, or rather I contracted having unprotected sex, mm-hmm. thank God it was being, all it took was a simple pill or a shot to get rid of. Mm-hmm. It got continuously take medication and, and God was saving me. God had to show me like opening your legs is not the way. Yeah. You're gonna die, you gonna you know? And it just depends on the person. Are you willing to listen when the messages are out there? The atmosphere talks to you all the time. Mm-hmm. It's just the 
Uh, do we ignore that little voice in our subconscious when God is telling us uh, what to do and what not to do, yeah. you know? Yeah. And you know what, what's, what's interesting is what you, is what you said is that, you know, people don't think that, you know, because, or people think that because you're young that you wouldn't have, you know, any wisdom. And, and this is my thing is that experience is what brings wisdom. It's not how old you are. Because if you've been through enough things in your life, when you come across that certain thing that you've experienced before and, you, and it comes, across, comes around or tries to come around again, you have gained wisdom from the last time. No, I don't think I don't want to do this because I remember last time that this didn't work for me. And so age ain't got nothing to do with it. It's the experience that God brings us through that says, okay, you learn this lesson, hold on to what you learn from that lesson and apply it to other people. Our testimonies, our experiences that we've gone through aren't necessarily just for us. It's, it's for that next person that we got to instill wisdom into them to say, you know what, I don't think you should go that way because this is what happened to me and let me share my testimony so that you don't go in that direction. So that is you. That is certainly you. I can feel it all over you, girl. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, yes, yes. So what? Mm -hmm. oh, go ahead, Les. Oh, no, I was going to ask you what, what, you pretty much answered my next question. I was going to ask what, you know, what, What's a suggestion that you could um, offer to someone who's who's struggling with, you know, trying to follow their dreams or follow their, you know, their aspirations, even if even in the midst of a trial or a tribulation that they're going through? I, it's funny because in one of my songs, I just matter of fact, the song I just completed of God's watching, I say. It's okay to cry because even Jesus cries tears. Mm -hmm. The reason that is so that you can be here. Ask for forgiveness, mercy will appear. Yeah, and I forgot my last bar. But all that to say is, um, <laughs> it's, it's days in your life and many days. And even in the Bible, it says weeping may endure for a night, but joy will come in the morning. But it never specified on how many nights you got to cry. Hmm. Come on now. It never specified. God didn't say that you're not going to go through something. He He didn't promise us that. Yeah. He didn't promise if we won't, you know, go through harder. He didn't promise us that. But he does promise that we'll have eternal life if we'll just believe and have faith. Amen. Anybody who, and like I said, there's people out there Kids with cancer especially, my heart goes out to them real big. That's how I say I try to humble myself, even if I hurt every day. Yeah. I don't know what it's like to go through chemo, whether it's a child or an adult. I don't know what it's like for a doctor to be like, you only got six months or less to live. I don't, I don't know how that feels. So it's people out there on an everyday basis facing these kind of circumstances. So I tell people, 
Like, it might look bad for the moment, but it's not your ending circumstance. Like, you know, God's got a plan for each and every one of us. Mm-hmm. So, to us as individuals, to see that he working on something. Yeah. But you got to go first and open up your eyes about what is truly like what do you truly want to do? Yeah. Because who that you have. But it all depends on what are you trying to do with this gift? Because he knows if you're trying to be scandalous with your gift or not. Right. So he puts it on you to test you to see is are you doing what you're supposed to be doing? Amen. So Amen. God is good. You know, we are you know, we I think we are amazing people as individuals. We all have abilities to definitely just spread our wings and fly to heights that we've never seen before. But again, it comes down to are you willing to keep giving an excuse or are you just going to accept maybe what you have going on and always make applications to try and do something new about it? Yeah. So what events and projects are you working on right now? I know you're you're getting ready to go into an event right now and like in the next few minutes or so. So can you tell me about your current event right now? Yeah, well, right now, um, but then I'm looking for my coordinator. I don't see him because I see them setting up stage and all of that. Yeah. I'm going to be looking for But what I'm currently at now is a... Um, is a city project called Summer Nightlight. It is a project that is funded by the mayor, um, uh, Eric Garcetti. And basically what they do is they make parks available in different places around the city for youth and family and communities to come out. Um, they serve food from like seven to nine, if I'm not mistaken, but then they also have other activities that's going on. Um, snow cone making, um, you know, arts and crafts. And um, for the opening, and this is what I'm assuming now, because especially if they're like from seven to eight. So I guess now how they're doing it, they used to wait until like the middle or towards the end of the show. I mean, of the program before they start doing, uh, having an artist, but I'm guessing they're doing it in the way of, okay, well, we're going to have artists be first this time. So, you know, yeah, so this is a really, really great program. Um, Definitely very, you know, it's it's a dope concept because kids, they need this type of stuff. And especially since they're taking um, music and things like that out of school. So, you know, we, we I, I just, I'm happy to be here because youth need a change yeah. and they need hope, need positivity. So, you know, this is, this is definitely one of the reasons why I'm here. And Again, I'm always looking forward to working with, shout out to Mr. Thomas Heck for even making it happen. So I always love with him, park tours, school tours. You know, he's out here trying to make a difference. So So how can people reach you? Well, uh, definitely there's Facebook, find me, I am Lovey Scott. Um, Instagram, it's 
Amori85, that's spelled A-M-O-U-R-I, and that's the number 85. Um, Twitter, I don't use too much, but you can follow me there at dot A-M-O-U-R-I-S-C-O-T-T. Um, if you are looking for any of my music or what I have out currently, Santal is available. It's not the revamp version, people, but it's the older version of it. Um, but you can find that all on any music digital platform at this point. Google Play, Spotify, uh, what else music stuff is out there. The list kind of goes on and on. So, um, yeah, and, you know, I, I mean, I'm also on Reverb Nation. Um, oh, gosh. Number one music. You know, just, just you know, just trying to get it together. <laughs> and I'm gonna uh, tag some of those um, those different platforms as well when when I share the this information with everybody. So what I always do before the end of the show is I ask my special guests for their personal motivational quote. Ooh, a personal motivational quote. Well. It's funny, I don't really see it as a quote, but I will say, you know, just definitely, um, just maybe just some words to live by. Okay. Um, anytime you are in a step closer to your dream, every rejection that is taking place is closer to the door that you need to be on. So I want to encourage people to keep going no matter how many, um, no matter how many situations that you happen to face in this life, just keep pushing because God knows what you after. And, you know, the devil, the devil got to go through God to have permission to do anything in regards to what's going on in your life right. because God needs to test you where your mind, heart, and spirit is. So, you know, no matter what the devil try to throw you in your way, you got to rebuke him. You're going to go through some things. You know, you're going to go through some circumstances. God is going to allow some things to happen. But again, uh, faith is small as a mustard seed. You know what I mean? Can move the tallest, tallest mountain. So I definitely want people to stay encouraged. Amen. Amen. So do you have any uh, last words for our listening audience? Uh, well, I just want to say I want to thank you um, for the time and opportunity here for even just this, um, just for this platform. Because um, I, <laughs> me being a person that ends up interviewing people most of the time, me being interviewed, I kind of have to switch up my mode. Like, okay, you are not the person that's giving the hot seat questions. You are on the so I appreciate the time for us to even get a chance to, you know, have a discussion and talk about, you know, the different things that, you know, I'm currently doing. Uh, but also, you know, it's all about these youth out here. So, you know, if a person can just speak a positive word, a positive sentence, or do something influential in regards to any of these youth, murder from zero all the way to, uh, I don't I don't care, 21, because even 21 now to me is a baby now. Yeah. I don't really know too much. So, you know, if y'all could speak just positively in their life, you know, understand that's, that's a blessing. That's a seed of tomorrow. So, Amen. you know, 
I have to thank you for the time, the opportunity, and just everything that you're doing currently. Thank you so much. And I really appreciate you, even with your busy schedule, getting ready to perform for you to be able to just take the time out to interview with me. I, I don't take that lightly. So I really appreciate you as well. And I will definitely be posting your information as well as all of the platforms that you are on so that people can hear your voice. Oh, it's no problem at all, love. I'm here, and, you know, as soon as I get a little bit more stability, I definitely want you on my show so I can put you in my hot seat. All right, well, <laughs> let's go, let's go. So thank you so much for being on the show, and this is Wove Inspirations, and we are out. God bless. Paying close attention with the father is commanded. Does it say that lead to all understanding? Everything goes according to God's plan. You're living in sin, prepare for crash landing. God loves you dearly, but you have to learn. You can't play with God because you'll get burned. Expecting God's blessings, you must wait your turn. And getting into heaven is something you must learn. You think I Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you'd like to follow us, we are on Facebook at W-O-V-E Inspiration, as well as Instagram, W-O-V-E 2005. You can also leave us a comment, question, or if you would like to be a guest on this show, you can contact me at W-O-V-E 2005 at Yahoo.com. This is Althea Richardson. I hope you guys have an awesome day and keep moving forward. What's up, what's up, what's up? Wove Inspiration. This is Dr. D from the Boom Factor, and I'm telling you, I love the interview with Lovely. And you know what? I need her information because we just got an email to start submitting um, names to nominate for the next year Rhythm of Gospel Awards. And I think she'll be excellent to go into the hip-hop category. So if possible, um, my email address is Danielle for Irvin. That's um, D-O-N as in Nancy, I-E-L, the number four, E-R as in rabbit, V, violin, I-N, at gmail.com. Uh, she can send me her email or you can send me her email and I can send her some information. That's powerful. What an awesome, awesome program that you had today. God bless you. This is Dr. D with the Boom Factor. Peace.